This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio gets the job done right with help from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. Here is your guest host, Jane Brown. You've joined us at the right time because we're going to talk about everything you need to know about heating and cooling your home. And obviously at this time of year, we're talking about heating our homes, especially with the extreme cold weather alert just issued by the City of Toronto. That's certainly when we can see if the heating system in our homes is working properly. Kevin McMaster of McMaster Mechanical Services was nominated by Zoomers for our campaign Celebrating the Trades in partnership with the Ontario College of Trades. Kevin joins us in studio. Welcome. Thanks, Jane. It's nice to be here. Along Pleasure. with uh, Tracy Shepard with the Ontario College of Trades. Hi, Tracy. Hi. And we're looking for your phone calls as well. It's an opportunity to get a free of charge a piece of advice or several pieces of advice uh, from Kevin, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Uh, Kevin, we don't think about proper air circulation generally unless there's a problem, right? That's correct. And what kinds of problems would we encounter if we had poor air circulation in our homes? Um, typically, the what I hear from customers um, are two-story houses. A lot of times they complain that they can't get enough air conditioning or cooling up to the top floors. And one thing that I try to advise uh, customers to do is that they can go through their basement registers and turn them off because we don't need to cool the basement. Typically, the basement is always cooler. Uh, They can go along their main floor and turn the registers maybe half off, and that should start pumping more air up to the second floor. Which then settles down over the home. Cool, yeah. And then the opposite problem uh, during the winter? I do it with my house. Every winter, I go around and open registers and close other registers, and I get into a habit of doing it. I mean, you could pay somebody to do it, but it's easy enough to go through and kind of test it out. As long as you don't close off too many registers, yes. you should be perfectly fine. Now, if we're finding discrepancies in heating or cooling in various parts of our home, was the job done improperly to start with, or is that just the the byproduct of nature? Uh, it could be both. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess, why you would ask uh, a technician to come in and have a look. Uh, a lot of times we see problems from directly from install, from design, from uh, installation done improperly. When that happens, we have some things that we can fix on site, and then others we have to talk with the, the customer and say, this could be you know, a, a massive renovation. Right. Knocking out walls, tracing ductwork, trying to resize ductwork. It's that all be a, a big undertaking. It's all about the ductwork. 
really? It can be, yeah, if it's sized improperly. Uh, if somebody puts in a, a furnace that's too large or a, an air conditioner that's too large, a lot of times you can get at the equipment so you can remove it and install properly or adequately sized units. But ductwork that runs through the walls, uh, through the floor joists, sometimes it's it's not easy to get at. Like you're ripping up carpet, you're ripping up hardwood flooring that may not be able to be matched with the rest of the home again. Um, that it kind of can compound. Before we get to the callers, I just want to ask you, and we have all had this happen to us, usually during supper, the phone rings and it's somebody who wants to give us air duct cleaning. Duct cleaning. Yes. Uh, your thoughts about that? And I mean, for the most part, it's it's a joke, right? Um, I, I think it has its place. Uh, I've never had it done in any of the homes I've lived in. Uh, a lot of times I advise customers, I can go into your home and I can tell whether the ducts have been cleaned or not. A lot of times they leave small holes in the in the sheet metal and then they cover them with plastic grommets. So if you see that in your ductwork, chances are it has been cleaned at some point, whether you've uh, just purchased a home and you've moved in. Um, you, I would, if I ever did it, I would maybe do it once. So these, and that's it. so it's for real. These companies. I mean, I did, I did have it done once when I was a young homeowner because I thought it was something you were mm-hmm. supposed to do, and I later found out it wasn't as necessary as I thought. That you could be reaching into the vent when you take out the the, the, register. the register. You can reach down in there with the the hose from your vacuum mm-hmm. and clean it yourself. But are you really doing justice to the whole system? Yeah, no, not to the entire system. But then again, I mean, ductwork ranges in in size, but. I think to do, uh, unless you're um, asthmatic or you have severe respiratory conditions, we find that the by using a, a decent filter and changing a decent filter on a regular basis, mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't get that accumulation. So if there's enough accumulation or you're having respiratory problems, it might be something to have somebody come in and have a look or possibly have the ducts clean. But I, 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 I know that they call every year. And I don't think that every year is a necessity. Okay. But the, but the the brand new filter for your furnace that is a necessity every Absolutely. year, twice like a year oil. or once a year. Uh, I would advise every three months, depending, possibly even more, depending on um, how many children, how many if you have pets or animals, um, cats especially leave a lot of hair. Dogs leave a lot of hair. I have a golden retriever at home, so I check my filter every month. Okay. And how do you know? Because when you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, there's, there are a variety of filters. How do you know which one is the best one to choose? Uh, I normally, I use a, a standard, like a middle of the road filter. It's a pleated filter. Mm-hmm. So it has um, the media material inside of it is zigzagged. It looks like pleats on a pair of pants. And uh, I use something, they have a Merv rating, they call it. So I use something around a Merv 8. Um, whereas a a higher MERV rating is way more expensive, and I don't really need to worry. My, I don't, my environment will never be like a hospital operating room with three kids running around and right. a dog. So uh, <laughs> I don't need to have that type of filtration system. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And Tracy, I want to ask you some questions as well. Tracy's with the Ontario College of Trades. But Kevin, give us your background, what you're certified in, your expertise before I go to the calls here. Okay, so um, I have a fitter, uh, gas fitter's license, so I'm a service technician um, dealing with natural gas and propane. I also have uh, a certificate of qualification for... Uh, refrigeration. Okay. So, and my background is uh, start, I started out mainly commercial industrial and now I'm making the switch to residential. And how many years have you been at this? 
Uh, almost 20 now. Okay. And the, the actual training certification process takes how long? Uh, for refrigeration, it was five years or 9,000 hours. Wow. And then... Um, That's for the commercial... Yes. Com- yeah. Oh, and for residential? For residential, it's 4,500 hours. Okay, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot of hours. Yeah. And then you were going to finish off with uh, the heating portion, or you were going to tell me something else? The heating portion um, I took at college at yeah. night school, so mm-hmm. that was an almost a two-, three-year process. So we have some uh, very qualified expertise here at Zoomer Radio today. If you'd like to give us a call, again, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free. Let's go to Alan in Toronto. Hi, Alan. You're first up. What's your question? Hi. I'm actually in the midst of um, searching for a um, heating technician or an HVAC person to service my home. And besides looking at... Um, feedback from other my friends and family is there another way i can find out if the person I'm, i want to hire is certified tracy that's a question for you yes there is um you can go to the college of trades website so www.collegeoftrades.ca and click on the button where it says public register which is along the right hand side and enter in the name of the person or their membership number if you have it and you can get all kinds of information about if they're a member, if they're certified, if they are um, in good standing, if they're suspended, if there's any charges. It lists everything about their membership. So that's the best place to check if a certified tradesperson is uh, qualified to do the job. Um, so there are 23 compulsory trades where you can check uh, the public register, anyone in those trades. Alan, is that helpful? That is fantastic. Thanks okay. so much for your help. Good, good. No problem. What about the importance of certification, Tracy? So anyone in the 23 compulsory trades has to be uh, certified. So they have to have a license from the College of Trades in order to practice the trade in Ontario. Um, that at any trade from plumber, electrician, well, today, the residential air conditioning systems mechanic and uh, the commercial aspect of it, which is the refrigeration and air conditioning systems mechanic, which there are two different ones. Um, yeah, there's, like I said, there's 23 different trades. They can, they're all listed on the College of Trades website. And everyone practicing those trades has to be certified in order to practice and do the trade in Ontario. Okay, the calls are coming in as I expected they would. 416-360-0740, Before we take a quick break, let's go to Marjorie in Normandale. Marjorie, go ahead. Uh, yes, I have a question. I have an oil furnace, and um, I don't uh, use my two bedrooms upstairs. So previous to this year, I had the uh, register shut off, and also... I had the register shut off into my bedroom because I don't feel that I need the heat in there. However, uh, when the I burn oil, I guess I said that, uh, the oil man came and he cleans my furnace on a regular basis. He said that all the registers should be open in order for the furnace to operate properly. He said if, the, if those registers are shut off, then the furnace has to work harder now uh what are your thoughts about that um okay so partially yes he's correct i think it also depends on the 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 ductwork design of the house so there 
every manufacturer of equipment has a certain temperature difference that they want to see between the air that comes out of the registers and the air that goes back to the furnace. So if, in theory, if we had 10 registers in a home and we shut off 7 or 8, then I would probably say, yeah, that's what he's saying is correct, that um, we can't get rid of enough heat off of the furnace or off of the oil appliance, the the oil furnace, and it's starting to, to overheat. It's it's laboring on the equipment. But if if we take a total count of all of the different registers in your home and you're at 30% or 3 out of 10 or even yeah maybe 3 or 4 out of 10, you should be fine. Oh, well, I had, let me see, one, two, three. I had four shut off for sure. And do you know how many are in total in your home, including the basement? Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, I guess. There's eight in my house. Yeah, so 50%. four out of eight is 50%. So that's, you might have a little concern at 50%, but um, you can you can kind of give... Uh, have a good idea if your furnace, if you're having nuisance problems, if it's shutting off, if it's heating and then all of a sudden it goes cold air for a little while and then hot air and cold air. And if you're starting to experience nuisance problems, then I probably would return all the registers to fully open and and contact a, a service company or I could gladly come over and have a look for you and we can figure out whether you can run with the two bedrooms closed off if you're not using them or whether we have to remain, leave them open. And we will get to, Marjorie, we'll get to Kevin's contact information before the end of the show if you want to hang in and grab a paper and pencil. Thank you. Okay, thanks for calling. Okay. Our heating and cooling expert, uh, Kevin McMaster of McMaster Mechanical Services, is here with me here on Fight Back, Zoomer Radio, Jane for Libby, along with Tracy Shepard from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. And we're back with your phone calls and more in just a moment here on Zoomer Radio. Now, Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio gets the job done right with help from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. Here is your guest host, Jane Brown. We're chatting today with Kevin McMaster of McMaster Mechanical Services. He's a heating and cooling expert, along with Tracy Shepard with the Ontario College of Trades, our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. And let's get to your phone calls. Jackie and Barry, go ahead. You're up next. Hi, uh, I have a question about our heat recovery system. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, when I turn it on, the 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 pipes that seem to be running into this machine uh, freeze up on me. And I'm not, like, our house is one and a half years old, so I don't know if that is a factor or not, but... Um, someone said that uh, our house is too new to even worry about a heat recovery system. But in any event, I'm wondering why this thing keeps frosting up. And not freezing up, but frosting up. Is it possible to diagnose the problem, Kevin, on the phone? Um, possibly. Uh, I've, I haven't heard of frosting up. Um, but I know that all newer houses have to contain heat recovery units. So I would say that... You you just said, Jackie, that your house is a year old? A year and a half, yes. A year and a half, sorry. Yeah, so y- you should probably absolutely have one uh, in your home. Well, we do. You're right. So I think um, I think having someone come out and look at maybe some of the piping is not insulated adequately, mm-hmm. and that could, okay. that could lead to frosting up. Okay. How it sh- should it work properly, Kevin? So basically the way that it works is they call it a heat recovery system, and all it, it's, it's designed to 
bring in fresh air into your home because all new home construction is, is very tight with windows and uh, higher insulation values. So it's designed to bring in fresh air from your home, but use some of the warm air from your home to temper the cold air coming in in the wintertime and also to cool some of that hot, humid air coming in in the summertime. So we bring it across the heat exchanger inside that box, as Jackie calls it, and the two airs, the incoming air and the leaving air, mix. And so we're not wasting as much energy trying to heat up the cold air, bring the cold, fresh air being brought in in the winter, and likewise trying to cool down that hot, humid air brought in in the summer. Right. Okay, Jackie, thank you for your call. Okay, thanks very much. Okay, let's go. We have another Jackie. Uh, Jackie in Toronto, go ahead. Yes, uh, my question is, um, I had a furnace installed years ago, about nine years ago. I wasn't, I didn't find the house uh, very warm, and I called a couple of companies, and they told me that uh, the company that installed the furnace is just a builder's furnace, and uh, I paid, I thought it was for a regular furnace, but anyway, uh, regardless of this matter, uh, is there any I can get in touch with this gentleman to have my furnace uh, checked up for the year? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I can Your give you my phone, phone number sir? if you'd like, if that's okay with Jane. Yeah, we can, we'll give the phone number out at the end of the program. Okay, then. Thank you very much. Okay, that'll that's be in... I want to know. Thank you. Yeah, that'll be in less than 10 minutes. Uh, in the meantime, we'll take your calls here, and uh, maybe Kevin can help you out with your heating and cooling issues, your air circulation in your home if you've been having some issues. Maintenance. Let's talk about maintenance. Uh, things are working well. We tend not to address anything unless there's an actual problem. What should we be doing? I mean, you mentioned the filters. That's a, that's a for sure. Filters fundamental. It's it's exactly um, like changing your oil filter, doing an oil change on your car. It's vital for your heating and air conditioning. It's the one thing that's integral to both. The airflow in your home is integral to the heating side and the cooling side. Uh, on the heating side, other things that you can do, both heating and cooling. Uh, the heating system, if it's a high efficiency, is a condensing furnace, which means it makes water. Uh, that water flows through a drain uh, into your floor drain of, of your basement. If you're daring enough, you can take that hose off once a year and blow it out. A lot of times, a lot of the furnaces that I see, the drain lines are plumbed in in plastic piping that's either black or white, and you can't see inside of it. So one of the big recommendations that I would make is having those drain lines changed to clear hose so that you can see if there's any dirt or sediment in there. And as a homeowner, instead of paying somebody $120 for a service call, once a year you can pull that hose off and blow it out into the drain. It's done. You just saved yourself 100 bucks. Yeah, just by listening to Zoomer Radio. That's it. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Steve in Mississauga. Go ahead, Steve. Hey there. Um, you'll bear with me. I'm standing in the furnace room as we speak, folks. Awesome. And this is in regards to how to properly set the uh, the humidifier function on the furnace. Okay. Uh, so you're standing in front of the humidistat right now? Yes, indeed. And it, it says medium and high and comfort zone. The, does that ring a bell when it comes to the dial? Yeah. Every manufacturer, some, some have uh, a minimum middle and max. Some have comfort zone written in there, but basically uh, humidistats will go from a percentage of moisture in the air. So one way it'll be off, the other way it'll be flat out the maximum. Um, what I like to typically do is, I don't know if you have any way of measuring the, the humidity in the air right now, but on that switch, if you turn it towards the minimum, 
as you go from maximum to minimum, you should hear a click. And then when you go back towards maximum, you should hear another click. So what you can do is you can, that, that'll kind of give you an indication of when it's calling for humidification and when it's not. Uh, if you know that you're dry in the house, you can kind of get an idea that, okay, here's where, it, here's where it, it comes into play where the humidifier turns on and shuts off, turns on and shuts off. And then I would set it a, a little bit higher. I mean, it's a cold, dry day today, so I would set it probably in the middle somewhere. And as it, if it's humidifying properly, uh, if you know, you should start to feel the effects of having proper humidification in the house. And if it's over humidifying, you'll start seeing some moisture build up on the windows, and then you can kind of back it down there. Or if you go out and buy a cheap uh, humid digital humidistat that you can sit on a table, and you can get an accurate reading of what the current temperature or what the cur- current humidity is in your home. You can go down and play with it a little bit up or down. Is that helpful, Steve? To some extent. Okay. Uh, like I say, the cat is being zapped. So i got to cover him with bounce sheets. Uh, oh, when you go oh. to pat the cat. So you have a very, yeah. so the humidity is very low in your yes. home. Yes. <laughs> well, doesn't so. it, it says, it, it will say actually on the uh, humidistat, right, of whatever the temperature is outside, is you should oh. set it at a certain point. Yeah, but a lot of the humidistats, they don't actually sh- they don't actually give you uh, degrees of or percentages of moisture as they go across. Um, like Steve was saying, some of them say minimum, comfort zone, and maximum. Right. So that it's almost like they don't want you to know. Or how how do I decide where I want where I need to be? Right. The best way would be to measure the humidity that you have now, and then start to slowly increase the humidity on the dial, and then. Uh, take it from there. See if it's increasing. If your humidity on your little diet, on your little gauge that you've bought is increasing, then it's running perfectly fine. If it's not increasing, then give me a call. I'll come have a look at it. Okay, Steve, we'll move along here and get to Kevin's phone number in just a moment. Thanks for calling. Uh, let's go to Elena in Toronto. Uh, you're on Zoomer Radio with our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. Go ahead, Elena. Hi there. I had a question for Kevin. I was hoping he could help me out with. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my, I was in an apartment building, and it seems like the two rooms on one side of the apartment, um, the air conditioning works very well. It cools down those rooms very quickly um, in the summertime, and then the opposite happens in the room on the opposite side of the room where it's very hot. So now that it's getting colder out, we switch the heat, obviously, and those rooms are very, very hot. But the one room on the other side is still cold, and I'm wondering what I can do to maybe fix that air circulation. Okay, Kevin? A simple way to, to start would be, uh, it's probably if you put your hand up against the register, you feel that the one the room that's hot is obviously getting the, the guts of the air. Uh, it's probably closest to the heating and air conditioning unit that's centrally located in the in the apartment. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that, that's perfect. Right, so I know it sounds kind of barbaric but I would get some cardboard and some duct tape and I would tape off one register and then I would go into the room that's that has the poor effect and I would see if it's if the airflow's increased uh, if it has then I would look at the register that I just blocked off with cardboard I would then start to to close if if the louvers can be moved um, from open to close I would start to close those and see if I can get the airflow to increase in the other room okay and I, I would I have to close that one completely off or can I do it partially? Uh, you know what? I think if, if you do it for five or ten minutes, it'll give you a good idea. You can also turn the fan to the on position and uh, okay. just run it with the fan. And you can block it off completely and then see if it makes a difference. And, and if it's too much airflow, then, you know, you can 
kind of take off the cardboard, and that'll give you an indication of how many louvers to close as well. Okay, Elena? Okay, thank you. I'm going to try that. Okay, very good. good It's good advice for sure. Dave has called all the way from Nova Scotia on our toll-free line. Go ahead, Dave. Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Well, not very well. It would be better if you were on your handset. Okay. I'm right here right now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now we can hear you. Okay, sorry. I just left the room for a minute. I have two very quick suggestions, and I'd be interested to hear how what your expert thinks of them. One way I've always kept my ducts clean is behind the cold air returns. I've always put a layer of window screen, and then I vacuum those when I vacuum the house, and that keeps the ducts cleaner. The second thing, my first home was a brand new home, and the upstairs was always cold. And then I noticed that the builder had put the cold air returns up near the ceiling, and it was sucking the hot air off instead of letting the warm room up. So I cut new cold air returns and put them near the floor. And I would close the floor ones in the summer and close the upper ones in the winter, and the upstairs was much warmer. Okay, let's get Kevin's comment on that quickly. Dave, I'm going to let you go because we're out of time. Uh, the first idea, I'm not sure about the, the window screen, and I would have asked Dave where, like, was he cutting out part of the return duct to put the window screen in, or was he simply sliding it in in front of the furnace filter, and possibly it, it's such a fine screen that it's catching more particulates Yes. so that it's easier to clean and vacuum and keep the ducts clean. Um, I, again, I would go back to you have a decent filter. They're, they're, they're designed and manufactured to do their job. I don't know if you really have to add things. As far as the double return, it makes total sense. Okay, great. Uh, but it is important to be working with professionals. I mean, it's good it to kind of come up with these solutions on your own, but it's always good to check. Tracy? I would agree. Um, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with doing work in your own house, but um, if you want to find out if something's going to work properly, you should call people like Kevin. Right, and go to the Ontario College of Trades website for some guidance on that. Kevin, finally, we get to your contact information because we're having to leave callers uh, on the line today, unfortunately. Okay, uh, my phone number is area code 416-294-7353. I do have a website www.mcmastermechanical.com that's not fully set up yet and I'm trying to start a Facebook page as well Uh, again it's McMaster Mechanical Services but again it being a busy time and starting my business it's it's been going crazy so getting the the time to sit down and go through all the tech stuff is taking a while okay the phone number 416-294-7353 Kevin McMaster and Tracy Shepard thank you both Thank you very much. Our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. News is coming up as well as traffic here on Zoomer. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.